Welcome to On the Way with Tony Crisp. Each weekday, Dr. Crisp will be discussing biblical passages, people, places, and prophecies. Tune in daily to start your day right and deepen your understanding of how to better walk the way and enjoy the journey. Here's your host, Dr. Tony Crisp. Welcome to On the Way. This is Tony Crisp, and this is Podcast 365. Well, when I left you yesterday, I was sharing with you about the time it takes for us to truly form a habit, something that becomes a part of who we are. I want to pick up on that briefly and then move along and help you to understand where we're going in the coming year. Now, you think about it, 66. Why is that number important? Well, I talked to you about threes, and let's look at it. If indeed three is the number of completeness, God's number of completeness, seven is the perfect number. In order to begin to form a habit, according to the research, it takes three times seven. That is, for three weeks, you arrive at 21. If you triple that, that gives you 63. And then you add three on top of that, and you have the number where 95% of people in the particular study that I quoted yesterday solidly established a habit. That is, they had thought this, they had acted upon it, until it had become an attitude of their life to be able to meet at a certain time, do a certain thing, speak a certain way, whatever it was they were doing, they were active in, then it became a part of who they are. Now, here's what I'm challenging all of us to do. It doesn't matter how consistent you are. I'm going to ask you to join me in something. Now, you can do as I do. I read five Psalms a day. I read a proverb a day. I read other portions of the Word of God. I study. I research. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about doing something together, holding one another accountable, being a part of a group that is doing something dynamic, reading the same passage, reading the same material. And even if you do not read and download the material that I'm writing, and even though you don't do all of that, if you can just commit to read one chapter per day for 365 days, it is a plan. And if you work the plan, it works in you. And I want you to understand this has been the way that God's people have done it down through the centuries because it's the way that God designed it. God God is very rhythmic in what he does in the sense of it is three times a day, starting in the evening, then at morning, then at noontime, then at evening again, then morning, then at noontime. This is the way the ancients prayed. They prayed three times a day, morning, noon, night, what we would call mid-morning at noon and then mid-afternoon. That began the twilight period around three o'clock in the afternoon. As a matter of fact, that would have been the period in which Jesus would have been crucified. And so these are rhythms that God wants us to understand about ourselves. We have a rhythm about our day. And when we put God at the center of that rhythm, then we walk to his drumbeat. And I want to encourage you to make a commitment. Let me know that. Make a commitment to download the material. 
If you don't want to download it, if you will give a gift of any size, because we have to mail these things out of any size, it's not that I'm going to say you've got to give $5, $10, $20, $50, $100, whatever, but I'm just saying for a gift of any size, we will send you a booklet and it will help you to stay on course. Now you say, what's in the booklet? What's in the plan? Well, remember, Everybody has a plan. If you don't schedule something, if you don't plan something, it's not going to happen. It's chance if it does. It's happenstance if it does. You don't drift toward godliness. You drift away from godliness. If you're going to make progress in the Christian life, you have to do what God says and pursue holiness. That's a command. God would not command us to do something if it was automatic. He commands us to pursue godliness, pursue righteousness, pursue holiness. That's what I'm talking about. Reading a chapter a day is not going to make you holy, but it's a good first step. The journey of a thousand miles begins with the first step. How do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time. I remember Peter Lord, who was pastor at Titusville, Florida, for many, many years. Peter Lord had what was called the 2959 plans, 30 minutes a day of praying, seeking the face of God. And one of the articles I remember that he quoted in there was an article that talked about reading the Word of God to keep you on course in your praying. You can look it up for yourself, and one day I'll tell you the whole story, but that's not what my intent is right now. Just to say, if you're going to be praying on a regular basis and not just reading over a list, a, quote, prayer list, which is an American thing, I assure you, we need to pray, and we need to have matters to pray for and lists to pray for, but praying is not just naming off things. God's not some cosmic bellboy that is just going to go after everything we say, but prayers communion with God. And if prayers communion, communion is not one way. Communication is two ways. And I can tell you what God says to us is far more important than what we say to God. And so we need to be in the word to understand how to pray. So I have put a plan together to do that. And it's not a magic plan. As a matter of fact, you will get some pushback from your flesh. You'll get some pushback from the world. You'll get some pushback from timing and calendar from the evil one's imps themselves trying to get you to stumble. But I have put together a plan. If you walk with me through this thing, you're going to find out that you'll be given a button or a page on my website, and you can go in there, and we are working on how to do that best right now to where you can go through this, or you can get a booklet and go through it. What will a booklet be? Every month, we're going to have probably probably a 50-page booklet. Yes, it's a lot. And the reason is we're not doing this in a little way. When you open up, you're going to have at the beginning of every booklet, because people are going to start this at all year intervals, people are going to come on board as they hear about it. So we're going to have in the front of every booklet how to understand the Bible. And that's very, very condensed. In other words, understanding the Bible as it's written. And I will talk and write in there and have written in there what many of you now take as second nature, that the Bible is a Jewish book written to Jews by Jews, primarily for Jews. 
that every Bible writer from Moses to John assumed, believed that the people to whom they were writing understood the context, the culture, the language, the customs, the idioms, and the illustrations of that day. The Bible is not complete in details. That is, it's filled with assumption. The Bible is not written as a movie script with editor's notes. Uh, It doesn't say interstage right, interstage left, Jesus uh, lifted up his hand or he pointed here. Many times it is just a historical narrative. The Bible is inspired verbally and is confluent, plenary in its inspiration, and it's consistent in its interpretation. Basic presuppositions, the Bible is the Word of God. The Bible is complete in its revelation of God and its purposes. Only Scripture is inspired, not Bible study notes, dictionaries, teachers, or preachers, not Tony Crisp, that's for sure. The Bible is profitable. It's advantageous to help us understand a belief system to live by, the values upon which our lives are built, for reproof, for correction. The Bible tells us objectively when we're wrong, correction, how to get right, instruction in righteousness, how to stay right. All of this, guidelines for reading and understanding the Bible, that is those five guidelines that I have given to you over and over again. If the plain sense makes sense, let that be the sense, lest it all become nonsense. How the Bible speaks to us in three ways, the three primary ways, precept, principles, and patterns. And then I just have in there a paragraph about the sectioning of the Bible. And then we get right into it. For instance, day one. In Genesis, I told you yesterday, we're going to, out of the 50 chapters of our modern chapter divisions, we'll read 25 in Genesis, 25 or so in the first book of the Bible. Why? We're going to read half of the chapters because they're very important. And remember, we're only going to do 365 chapters. We're just going to stick with one chapter a day. What you will do is you'll open it up, and there's going to be two good-sized paragraphs. It's almost a page. It's an explanation of your reading for that day. In other words, I give you information about Genesis 1, because I don't want you to just read the chapter. I want you to understand what you're reading, so I say something about that. And then we have prayer and action steps, and I ask you to pause and thank God for certain things. And then, how does this change my life? After you've read the scripture, then you've read the devotion that's associated with it and the explanation and the proper points pointed out. If you so desire to do that, if you don't read this for certain, read the one chapter. It'll take you five minutes. But everything will not take you more than 10, 12, at most 15. But if you want to, there's more there because on every day's readings, we're not only going to have an explanation and some commentary on that chapter, which is helpful to you, and action points and prayer points, but also you're going to have a page every day that says, on the way, 365 Bible reading plan. You'll write the date, the scripture. You'll be asked to read the chapter. If you have time, read it again. Highlight, underline, or circle the key verse or verses in the chapter. Ask yourself these questions as you read through the chapter. Is this historical narrative? analogy, metaphor, allegory, or some other element of speech of communicating truth. What is the context? Is it Old Testament, New Testament? What is the writer speaking about? To whom is he writing? Is this a clear passage of Scripture? Can it only be interpreted one way, or could the passage be interpreted legitimately in two or more ways according to the grammar and the context? In other words, you can do as little or as much as you want, but if you want to, if you read through the Bible, read one chapter a day, 
That's all I'm asking for. One chapter a day, five minutes. On average, five minutes. Sometimes it'll take you three minutes. Sometimes it'll take you eight minutes. It'll be about five minutes a day, average. If that's all you want to do, fine. But if you have more time, then you can read the commentary that goes with it that I've written. I'm writing something, a commentary, just a short, not in-depth, exegetical commentary, but something that's pointed and pertinent that has to do with that chapter. If it's an Old Testament passage, connecting it to a New Testament passage where it's applicable, and then you will have a worksheet on every day if you so desire it. You say, well, I don't want to do all that. Well, then read the Bible. Just read it. It'll bless you. God will speak to your heart. It will give the Holy Spirit an opportunity in your life that some of you are not giving him, but occasionally. If you're already on a Bible reading plan, you don't need to do this. But if you want to, oh, would we love to have you, and we'll read through it together. We'll learn together. And what's going to happen is, I can assure you, after you have formed a habit, you're going to want more and more. It's like eating. The more you eat, the more you exercise, the more you want to eat. The more you read the Word of God, the more you put into action in your life, the more you're going to want to read it. Oh, my goodness, what a year 2022 can be. It can be the greatest year of your life. I'm not talking about everything going rosy and well. I'm talking about in understanding who God is, what he's done for you. You read these 365 chapters, you'll understand better who God is. And if you read these chapters twice... Now you're going to really begin to get, if you read through these three times, oh my word, what would happen in your life? Just reading over it, it's just going to take you a few minutes. But if you can just start, all I'm trying to get you to do is to form a habit of meeting God every day. If you meet God every day, God will begin to manifest himself, show himself. He will begin to work in your life like you never dreamed. You say, all of that over just committing to one chapter a day, it's not just committing to one chapter a day. We're not talking about Aesop's fables. We're not talking about reading a little devotional. We're talking about reading the living Word of God that is alive and powerful, sharper than any priest fillet knife that used to fillet those great lambs and rams and bulls and goats. It will meet you right where you are. The Bible says in the book of Hebrews chapter 4 and verse 12 that it gets into the thoughts and intents of the heart. You see, it's the perfect mirror that shows us exactly the way that God wants to clean us up. And unlike a mirror, which can only show you what you look like, the Word of God becomes a laver, a wash basin, and He will cleanse you and forgive you and set your feet on a solid rock. That's right. Many of you are in depression. This is the way out. Allow God to lift your feet up as he did the psalmist out of the miry clay and set your feet on a solid rock. He'll put a new song in your mouth, even praise to our God. And we all need that as we walk on the way. This is Tony Crisp. Thanks for listening to On the Way with Tony Crisp. Tune in every weekday for information on biblical passages, people, places, and prophecies. Fridays are for your questions. Email your questions to questions at TonyCrisp.org. Then just listen for your question to be answered on Friday's podcast. That's questions at TonyCrisp.org. Thanks for listening and have a blessed day on the way.